Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to The Good News with Angie Austin. Happy new month. Mm. It new is month. right. Brand new. Oh, it, hard to believe. It, it really is. The the time they say time flies when you're having fun. Uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you what, the older I get, time just flies. It does. It doesn't Blink matter whether you're having eye. fun or not. Blink it's just, just gonna eye. go. And that voice that you hear <laughs> is the lovely, the talented, oh. the gifted, and the very ever present Michelle oh, Rod. Oh, good oh, I'm just so glad to be here. Yeah, thank absolutely. you, Eric. Very thank nice. you, thank you. I am Eric Raymer, America's PR media coach yep. and professional illusionist, magician, if you will. And uh, this, this just gives me just a chance to tell you, next Tuesday, I'm doing another show. And uh, it's Tuesday, the 6th of August. I'm, uh, I'm performing uh, Street Magic. Oh, over wow. At, the venue is the same over at Water to Wine in Centennial. The tickets are only $20 each. That includes your first drink free, whether it's a glass of wine or uh, a Coke. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Okay. Uh, I'll pay for that. And then come out for an hour of entertainment and, and fun. Uh, Tell this, us the time. Uh, six. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry seven. <laughs> seven p.m. Okay. Uh, is is when we get that started, and it is um, like I said, water, wine, and centennial. I'll, I'll uh, if you Good, reach out to yes. us, I'll send you the, the information, Great. or you just go to ericramer.com. Ericramer.com. It's E R I C, Raymer R E A M E R dot com. And uh, you can purchase your tickets there and find out more Perfect. about the program. Perfect. We will do. Yeah. Um, all right. And, of course, Producer Dave behind the glass. Hey. Yay. Good to Hello be here. there. Good Happy here. August 1st. I love 1st. making this show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I can't believe it's already August. It's, yeah, and you're young. Really young. It goes by really fast. <laughs> you know, it, it, okay. Dave admitted to uh, knowing a show with Tom Hanks called Bosom Buddies. Oh, really? So I can assure you he is not, not that, that young. not that young. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> you've got that baby face, though. Oh, it right. doesn't well, matter whether you got a whiskers first, or not. My first celebrity crush ever was Mary Tyler Moore, so oh, if that gives you any idea sure, of how old I am. So. Sure. Wow, did you watch uh, My Favorite Nun? Or, I like, uh, the no, Flying Mary Nun? Tyler Moore Show. I watched the Mary Tyler Moore Show on wow. Nick at Night. Yep, yep, good, wow. good. All right, uh, so this is the good news with Angie Austin. Angie's still out uh, on vacation, but she'll be back here in not too many days. We are thankful for you tuning in. This is Destination Radio, where if you want to smile, if you want to grin, if you want uh, the possible chuckle or the occasional guffaw. Oh, there we go. You can Lots come of those. here. And, uh, of course, the overriding uh, interest for us is to give you uh, some good news in a world where that is sometimes yep. hard to find. Absolutely. So it's super nice to have every one of you on board. Uh, in fact, what, now that you mentioned that, yeah. I want to put a call out to anyone within earshot, anyone listening, anyone Turn at up the all, radio, folks. Anyone at all. Um, I do, I try to find really good 
good mm-hmm. news stories for yeah. the right. show. Sometimes right. it can be a challenge. So anyone out there, if you find, if you run across one on the internet, if you yeah. run across any good news story at all, please send us an email with a link to it or something. Yeah. Good idea. Send me an email, Dave K at CrawfordBroadcasting.com. Send it to AngieAustinRadio.com, yeah. wherever we can get it. Any story is helpful. So if anybody out there, you come across a good one, or if you want to tell yours, yeah. please let us know, and I'd love to be able to tell your story. And there's a $10,000 finder finder fee for every one of those stories. Uh, Might as well make it $100 Is it still, is it still $100 million? Okay. Uh, no, we'd, we'd love to have you be a part of the program, which I did my part this week. Uh, that today I've got a, a good news story. Cool. Um, right. So uh, have, have you ever um, – been just kind of going around in in uh, you know walking through the uh, the topo- topography of Nebraska. Oh, a lot. Really? Yes, a lot. I just was what seven hours going across Nebraska. I was last week. Really? I was. Did you stop and get out and walk around Diamond State Park oh, or Crater Crater have... Crater of Diamond State Park? I must have missed that. I've never even heard Eric? of Crater of Diamonds State Park. I thought State I knew Park. pretty much everything in Nebraska. You and okay. I both, right? All right? But pretty much everything we know is I-70 uh, or I-80. I-80, I-80, yeah. Uh, and by the way, you know the difference between Nebraska, Nebraska and uh, Kansas? Ah, uh, no, in Nebraska, Eric, the interstate what is it? Ha- in Nebraska, the interstate has two bends in the road and three trees. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, and that would be true. That's the difference. That would be true. No, okay. there's uh, just just a couple of days ago, a Nebraska man visiting Arkansas. Oh, I said, I said Nebraska. You did. I'm this sorry. is Arkansas. It's in Arkansas. Oh, well, then that explains it changes why I everything. Don't know it. Sure, right? sure. I got it. My parents live in Arkansas. I'll be going to Arkansas in the next couple right. of weeks. Okay. Um, anyways, Crater of Diamond State Park in Arkansas. Okay. Um, a Nebraska man was just tooling around. Guess what he found? A uh, 2.2 carat brown diamond. Oh, seriously? I kid you not. Oh, it's 2. the largest yeah. largest found in the park ever. It's uh, it's about a quarter, of, no, no pun intended, it's about the quarter of a size of a quarter. Uh, and huh. Yeah, they, they went looking for amethyst, which uh-huh. is uh, ki- common. Common, common right? yeah. Uh, and they were just walking through an area where it looked like the water kind of washed through it. And he says, there it was, wow. this brown rock. <laughs> and you, th- you never think of diamonds as having color, but many do. Okay, and, yes, and, true. And uh, he says... He uh, saw the shine, picked it up, rolled it around in his hand. Uh, no sharp edges, huh. which is unusual. Right. Uh, he didn't even realize that it was a diamond until they took their finds to the park's Diamond Discovery Center and had them identified. He says it's the largest diamond found in the park uh, ever. Wow. And it's about the size of a jelly bean, um, has a color similar to brandy, and oh, pretty. the curved facets that give the gem a metallic shine. Um, was it on top of the dirt? I mean, was it? A, did he have to? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He was, was just walking around, and there it was. Wow, which, that happens from time to time. Yeah. as as the stones, you know, these. This is why they call it the Crater of Diamonds uh, State Park. State Park, right? But uh, from time to time, the rains wash through and reveal some of the the stuff b- below the dirt line. Mm-hmm. And there it was, mm. and he gets to keep it, which is wonderful, right? Finders sure. keepers. And, uh, yeah. Gosh, that's great. How fun would that be? Yeah. 
I, the whole premise of the story was built on, on the story happening in Nebraska, and I apologize. <laughs> apologize to all six well, of I'm you up there in Nebraska. That, hey, no, uh, there's a lot of Nebraska out here. Yeah. A lot of Iowa. Yeah. A lot of Midwest out in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, every time I see somebody wearing a Nebraska uh, hat, uh-huh. you know, because they've only sure. got one hat. Uh, oh, and it's they red. love their team. Right? Yes, they do. Um, so I just go up to them and say that they've got a stain on their hat. <laughs> They take it off and they look at it, and I said, well, they, they spelled C-U all wrong. <laughs> or Iowa U. Or, uh, yeah. I do, I do, and that that sentence that you said, you're just uh, sure. Every time, I grew up in Sioux City, Iowa. I'm sorry? Yeah. I grew up in Sioux City, Iowa. I heard you. I just said I was sorry. Oh, I loved it. Oh. It was a wonderful place oh. to grow up. Boo, I didn't even <laughs> fall for it, did I? Come did on. I? Oh, I did fall for it. Right. Anyway, we can still be friends. I am sure when I'm in Colorado that every time I see a Woodbury County car out here, I'm sure I know them. Oh, I'm just a, a Woodbury of, County. Of and Woodbury you, County car. By the way, I'm folks, sure you can identify that because the license plate says has, has Woodbury a County, county yeah, on it. Right? Yes, it does. But then just recently, last week, we drove in to Sioux City, Iowa, and I realized I knew absolutely nobody, and it's just kind of a little depressing because I grew up and we all, it was a it was a city of a hundred thousand, but we still pretty much knew. When did you of, leave Sioux City? Oh my gosh, um, I started teaching in uh, 1960. Well, I graduated from high school in '62. Left for college, wow. Iowa U, and then wow. but loved loved growing up in Iowa. I love I love the Midwest, and I will say the Midwest people are darn good. People. So you got a, you got a, a couple of years under your belt. Just a few, yeah. just a few. Um, Happy to have them. Well. well <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to tell you. Huh? Huh? I hope fake. I don't sound like that. You do I don't not. know. No, no, okay, no. good. This is the old coot. This is yeah. me uh, as the old coot. Okay. Happy to tell you. We've got a story. <laughs> and producer Dave, I say producer Dave, is going to give us the good news. Right. Oh, so this what is a, a good lead in here. This there is a really go. cool story about right. uh, about people they call themselves the old coots giving free advice. I know them well. <laughs> um, so uh, it all started. With guy with a group of people in a donut shop having coffee and yeah. just kind of talking, it kind of turned into this viral situation. I was there, and I'm here to tell you, don't <laughs> take any wooden nickel. So but I, don't, I can't really explain it better than this clip. Yeah. Okay. Here at Tony Caputo's Market and Deli in Salt Lake City, like at delis and donut shops across America, there's a group of regulars, senior citizens, who sit at the same table, sip a single cup of coffee, and proceed to know it all. Now, here's the story. This group, led by Tony Caputo himself, has been bloviating for years. We solved the problems of the world. The world. (laughs) And what a shame that all that wisdom all that good coffee clatch advice basically goes to waste. That no one listens to them, but them. Until now. Now, every summer Saturday, they take their coffee club to the local farmer's market. How's that? And under the banner, Old Coots Giving Advice, they basically do what they've always done. Oh, man. They never expected anyone to really stop. Actually, it was more of a joke. And lo and behold, one person, then two persons, then three, and then they formed a line. And that's how the old coots became one of the most popular booths at the market. Yes. Today, they address everything from landscaping issues. These patches keep showing up in my lawn. Get a new house to life's greatest mysteries. What's the secret to happiness? Put your money in bitcoins. <laughs> if some of this sounds like bad advice, that's because it often is. In fact, there's a disclaimer. 
right there on the sign. Um, advice on having twins. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Dear Abby, they're not. But a lot of the advice columnists through the past decades, what qualification did they have? And sometimes I think for all of us, we hear a question and we go, how are we going to answer that? Like this woman, who asked if you should stay with a husband who isn't faithful. No, no, no. And they say that's the biggest surprise. The number of young people especially who come up in all seriousness. This new mom wanted advice on how to not mess up her kid's life. You're going to mess them up a little bit, and that's how they grow. <laughs> and those little pearls, those winks of wisdom. Sometimes the answer is right in front of your face. They did seem to help people. Feels good to just tell somebody, right? Proving seniors really are America's greatest untapped natural resource. If you can't find one at your farmer's market, they're usually available. This booth is the best wherever coffee is sold. There you go. Wow, uh, love it, love it, love I it, love it. I do too. Yeah, first of all, there's so many things in that story that I, I do love. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're friends that they've met forever and ever. And yes. Uh, how important that is uh, for all generations. I love the fact that they're taking their advice, uh, giving their advice, and that young are willing to listen. And oh my goodness, this is such a gift for that. And I, I for for we senior citizens, which by the way, you and I have talked about my age, but I, sure. I never, never will tell you that I am old. I am thankful to be 75 years experienced. Love that. And which one of those experiences do you want to hear from? Absolutely. Which is exactly what these people yeah. are doing. They're taking care of We should start the others. Denver chapter. Oh, that would be fun. Don't you think? Oh, our experienced chapter. Well, you know, there's there's another uh, there's another thing I love about this story, and that is that the uh, the announcer used the word, and it's a five dollar word. Blo bloviating. <laughs> bloviating, right. Yeah. Folks, right. if you don't know what bloviating is, you've, ne <laughs> you've never had gas after a good pizza run. Uh, oh, my goodness, but, but my yeah. goodness, yeah. Um, the, the taking care of each other. Um, Angie and I have talked about that a lot yeah. because I had a Mr. Rubenstein that lived next door to me and so forth. And I have, um, we've talked about the Midwest the other day. And uh, my Uncle Roy was born on the farm in Terrell, Iowa, uh, outside of the town, on the farm. Yeah. He got married uh, there. He lived there all of his life. And when he was in his 90s, and Aunt Ava was already gone home to live with Jesus, mm. and he had this long driveway, gravel driveway, to get into Terrell. He loved to go into Terrell every right. morning for breakfast. Yeah. The only problem with that is he was legally blind. Oh. Could not legally see. And so it didn't stop him a bit. Man is 93, 90, whatever. He tell. gets into his truck. Come on. In into his truck and gets down starts down the gravel driveway and this is the time of, of when there were party lines um, those of you very young out there who don't oh, yeah, know what a party line is. We're not talking about politics here. No, thank you. Party line, the phone line. You had, you shared it with your neighbors. Right. And so when he would, Uncle Roy, get in that truck, the party line would immediately start, start and say, two ringy all of you off the road. Roy's <laughs> on the road. Get off the road. And he'd make it into breakfast, into Terrell, have his breakfast. Same thing would happen coming home. Come Everybody on. off the road. Roy's going home. I mean, talk. 
talk about taking care of each other. I just, I love that story. You know, those who are visually impaired apparently have this uh, sixth yeah. sense. And that where, is? Where they can, well, it's just the, the ability to, oh. you know, count the, the number of sure. uh, gravel rocks falling underneath the tire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, these um, old coots are doing darn good. Absolutely. And, and how, I, that, that story is one more example of why we're needing to have all generations together. Did you hear him say that it was interesting how many young people came up and really yeah. wanted the advice, right. really wanted, and how true that is. Because in my day and age, grandmas live close, aunts and uncles live close. Not so true today. In my day and age. Back in my day. Yeah, there we go. Well, I'm now, sorry. That is a, that is a I little... I can speak from my generation. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best ways that I have to connect to the previous generations is actually Facebook. Uh-huh. Because we live all over the country. That's right. a good it's point. It's difficult for us to talk to each other. It's, can't always call each other. Can't always just connect to everybody. Good right. point. But Facebook is a really great way. I keep in touch, in touch with mm -hmm. my aunts and my uncles and yep. my grandmother and my every, a lot of people from the older generation yeah. that I want to learn from them and talk to them and sure. stay connected mm -hmm. to them. But it can be really difficult because of the distance. And so well, Facebook and, brings us a lot You know, and it's funny because you call it Facebook. I have for years on the radio, and, and uh, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed by this now I've, I've called it the Facebook and I call it the oh. Google right oh, okay. uh, and I'm just because? making fun of it no, no oh. I just make fun of it you know yeah. it's the Google it's the Facebook but uh, I said that last couple of weeks ago and my son who is 27 years old uh -huh. he says that is yeah. the most dad move gra gra <laughs> grandpa move maybe uh, that you've ever done and I'm like what, what are you talking about yeah he says well aside from the fact that you wear uh, socks with your tennis shoes and I, sure. to be fair I wear Anklet socks. So they're, with my they're low shoes. cut. They're yeah. low cut, right? Don't see them. No. Yeah. But he says, uh, Dad, move. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And he says, Dad, nobody calls it the Facebook. Nobody calls it oh, the funny. Google. You can always tell when somebody says the W's before a website. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the previous yeah, generation. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't think about that. Uh, it's like an older person thing, too, to say, uh, oh, we'll go to www. Right. Okay. Then, uh, so, but because everyone else. Interesting. We, and you know, they're not that. even experienced if they forget the dot. W, 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 w whatever. whatever. I told my niece <laughs> not too long ago that I'm older than Google. She didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so true. Uh, now, in a minute, I'm going to ask you if you have any advice. Sage oh, wisdom. Gosh. You don't oh, have gosh. to have anything because I, okay. I actually have some, I have some for good. our listeners. Good, good, good. Uh, and, and because I feel uh, like, like uh, I'm one of the old coots, um, I'm going to adapt this kind of voice. So here's the truth. Dave, you Dave, you listen up now. Are you ready? Dave's not even talking to me anymore. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Thank you. If it looks stupid, but it works, it ain't stupid. That's free. Here's another one. If you stare at something you dropped on the ground, eventually someone else will pick it up for you. Okay. We're, we're not, keep, keep going. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. If you tell a man there's 300 billion stars in the universe, he's likely to believe you. <laughs> if you tell him the bench has wet paint on it, he has to reach out and touch it just to be sure. <laughs> there, that's better. Right? That's a better one. All right. There's one for Dave, and he knows this to be true. If it doesn't have meat, it's a snack. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's yeah. a that's a Midwest. Uh, yeah. I grew up with Iowa beef. Okay, and, and right. here's the old coots, and this is really where where the old coots have it have it best. Uh, when in doubt, mumble. 
<laughs> I could tell you all about that. See, now my, my husband was a basketball coach, and on the back of the girls' shirts was printed, when in doubt, don't. Don't. Oh. Be sure what you're doing. Be sure what you're doing. Right. Okay. Let's see. Advice. <laughs> yeah. huh? Advice. My biggest advice, and Angie would say, Angie would say, I say this often, choices. 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 You all are making far harder choices than my experienced generation ever had to make. Yeah, sure. And uh, the choices that we make are broadcast all over the Facebook. Over the Facebook. Thank the you. Google. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, choices, you know, put some time into your choice, put some effort and energy and, and, and have mm -hmm. some forethought because whatever you do mm -hmm. will be out there forever. That's exactly you know, right. You and I, we got, no, well, not you because you're, no, you're, you're but, a lady. Yeah. I got into so much trouble mm. when I was younger, but it was before the day that oh. that was like posting a banner across sure. uh, I-25. It's hard to understand how a cemetery oh. can raise its burial costs and blame it on the cost of living oh my uh, but we saw in a story just this week that uh, there's one one uh, Olinger uh, okay. cemetery that has broken water pipes really? so they're not watering the ground oh and they'll fix it they'll fix it I promise all right I folks so. thank you for tuning into the good news yeah. with Angie Austin I'm Eric Raymer Michelle Ron hanging out great producer Dave and we ask you to just stick to stay tuned and we'll be back right after these messages you bet. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you, can, you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just, I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Give it back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE, or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. Hello and welcome back to The Good News. This is producer Dave. I'm sitting in for Angie Austin. Um, this is our next installment in this new series of interviews we're going to be able to do where we found this vein to a bunch of books that we thought our listeners, all our Good News listeners, uh, are going to really like all these books. And a lot of times the schedules just won't line up. So Angie has given me permission to sit down with some of these authors and really dive deep into the ideas of these books and hopefully we'll get you all that out there listening and you all there thinking about all these different topics and everything that's going on with these books and so today i have a very special author dr rob reno he wrote this book called visionary parenting capture a god-sized vision for your family it's this book it all starts with an understanding of our role as parents and where we stand with god and how we teach you know, God's love to our children. And he's, uh, Dr. Reno says the most 
most of our homes reflect God's structure for our family. The, or the, the more our homes reflect God's structure for our family, the more our hearts and our children will be at peace. And I think this is a, such a beautiful idea, and, and, and I want to know a lot more about how Dr. Rob Reno got to this idea and what led him to believe all this. Thank you so much for being here on the show, Doctor. Well, thank you. I've been looking forward to this. So let's let's dive right into it. So uh, I heard that something happened to you in the summer of 2004 that really turned everything around. You want to tell us a little bit about what happened and really what led to Visionary Parenting? Yeah, absolutely. So 2004, my wife Amy and I had been married for 10 years. Uh, we had four children. We have seven now, praise God. But we had four then. And for those first 10 years, uh, I was a youth pastor. And my heart and my passion was passing my faith to other people's children. So I'd pray with other people's children. I would read the Bible with other people's children. I'd take them on retreats and mission trips and all this, and it was a wonderful season of ministry. But the problem was is that I was so busy trying to help other kids follow Jesus, I was neglecting my own kids. I wasn't even praying with my kids, reading the Bible with my kids. I was a very passionate spiritual leader at church and very passive in my house. And that summer of 2004, God really brought me to a place of brokenness and repentance and, and turned my heart to the ministry of my kids and just convicted me that, hey, my, my ministry for God begins in my house, begins in my marriage, begins with, with our little ones. And uh, that sent us down a journey uh, for the last 14 years now of, of bumbling and stumbling along, trying to learn what does it, look, what does it mean to live for Christ at home you know, in our family relationships. Really, that's great. I mean, sometimes it takes those big hits to the head to make sure that, you know, that God tells us that we have to be listening, and sometimes it takes a pretty major thing. Um, I can see how getting lost in your job can help you, you know, or can make it so you can kind of neglect your kids at home a little bit. You know, they're so, you, you think that, oh, I'm doing a fine job, so they're fine. It's really all the other kids that need my help. Now, you say in your book that there's a very clear definition of the purpose of parenting, and I'm curious about that because I've never heard anyone say it exactly like that, uh, be just because it seems like there's so many avenues and so many people saying, oh, parenting is this, parenting is that. Now, can you tell me like, a little bit more about what this definition is you're talking about? Well, I'll just give you my wife's and my conviction, and this is not a, uh, well, such and such verse says the purpose of parenting is this. But we've become so convinced and driven by the great commandment in Deuteronomy chapter 6. You know, Jesus is asked, what's the most important commandment in the Bible? And, and he quotes Deuteronomy chapter 6. We, we call it the great commandment. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. And listeners, I mean, you, if you've been around church, you've probably heard that before. The great commandment, love God, all that stuff. But if you keep reading... The next two verses speak to parents, and they speak to family, and they speak to the home. So it's love God with all your heart. These commandments I give today are to be upon your hearts. And then God speaks to parents. He says, teach them diligently to your children. Other translations say, impress them on your children. And then this action step of talk about God's Word when you sit at home. And so that scripture, along with a lot of others, absolutely convinced Amy and me that, that the purpose of parenting, like, why would God give us kids? I mean, that's the million-dollar question, right? Why would God entrust immortal souls to our care? And we're convinced that God gives us kids so that we would do all in our power, right? There's no magic formulas, no guarantees, no one-two-threes, 
but that we would do all in our power to impress their hearts with a love for him, to, to equip them, to make a difference in this world for Christ, and then more than anything else, to help them safely home to their Father in Heaven. So the ultimate purpose of parenting is, is spiritual. It's helping lead our kids to love God and, and follow Him. And once that clicked in for Amy and me, so much of our parenting, so much of our family changed. You know, that's something, this is a topic we talk a lot about on the good news, and we talk a lot about parenting and what our role is and where we are, and it always comes back to that, is we need to teach our kids the love of Christ, because otherwise, where are they going to learn it? They're not, they're not going to learn it. And I think that's something that you've said is a lot of people, it's like the chances of turning, of giving your heart to Christ after you're 21 are so low that it's, that it's, so, that, so, it's so important for you to teach your kids during their formidable years. And can you kind of tell me a little bit about that and why, what is this phenomenon? Why does that happen? Sure. Well, in the 20th century, we really entered an age of delegation parenting where if you wanted your kids to learn math, you got them a tutor. If you want them to learn basketball, you got them a coach. If you want them to learn Jesus, you take them to Sunday school. Uh, you take them to youth group. And, and the parent really became the one who just dropped their kids off at all the experts who were responsible to teach them stuff. And listen, I love basketball, I love piano, I love youth group, all that stuff. But when it comes to the spiritual training of our kids, man, you lock yourself in a room with the Bible, and you find out that mom and dad and grandma and grandpa are the primary spiritual trainers in the home. I mean, this just is not a job that we can delegate to anybody else. So what your children are receiving in your home spiritually, day after day, just in your normal family schedule, what they're experiencing by way of spiritual training in your home is the number one spiritual influence in their life, for good or for bad. And so visionary parenting is all about uh, helping parents catch a vision for that, and then just to take some small steps forward. Well, how, how can we make our home uh, a center for discipleship? I know it's a Christian-y word, but how do we make our home a spiritual <laughs> transformation center so that our kids will follow Jesus? Right, right. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, one thing that you kind of touched on there is I've learned through my kids, I'm a dad too, through my kids that I can tell my kids over and over and over and over something, but really it's their imitation of me that sticks with them. And it's when I do something, you know, my kids like to read rather than look at their iPads. And I had somebody say, hey, how did you get your kids? To, how did you convince your kids to read? And I said, no, he's imitating me reading. He's not reading because I made him. And so I, it's the same with anything, reading, learning the love of Christ, anything, learning to be a good discipleship, you know, just learning that spiritual health and growth so that you are leading, uh, you're going down the right path. And I, I love that you're doing this. So thank you all for listening. This is the good news. Uh, this is producer Dave. I'm sitting in for Angie. I'm talking with Dr. Rob Reno. He and his wife, Amy, wrote this book, Visionary Parenting, Capture a God-Sized Vision of Your Family. And we're really diving into some of these ideas. Now, Doc, the other day, <clears throat> I talked to a pastor, and he was telling me, he started this men's ministry, and he's been telling me, that there's a hierarchy in kind of spiritual education and that you go to church, a man, the leader of the group will go to church and be ministered by his pastor, by his church, and that it's his job to take that and minister to his family. Now, you kind of say something similar where you say a man's role is to love, serve, lead, and it's in that specific order for a reason. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Well, your pastor's comment, there's a lot of value and wisdom in that. 
but it might be, uh, with all due respect, perhaps oversimplified. You probably couldn't make the case that the New Testament church only discipled men and that the men went home and discipled their wives and kids. Um, the church has a, a spiritual impact on everyone, uh, from the littlest to the oldest, men, women, boys, and girls, uh, particularly in that corporate worship service. You know, the early Christians, when they met for worship, uh, all the ages were together, and the worship was for everybody, and the preaching was for everybody. And So what? that would be a separate conversation. Now, you, the second question that you had uh, about the husband's role to love, serve, and lead, um, that's connected to another ministry we have called Visionary Marriage. So we've got Visionary Parenting and Visionary Marriage, and that comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 and 26, where God gives the husband his job description. Now, when Amy and I got married, I didn't have any clue. I mean, I was a Christian and she was a Christian, but I didn't have any clue about the purpose of family, the purpose of marriage, the purpose of parenting, any of that stuff. So we're, we're playing catch up on, on all of this. But Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 says, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. So there's that first job description, husbands, love. And we can go to 1 Corinthians 13 to get some help there. And then it says, who laid his life down for her. So it, the, Christ did not come to be served, but to serve. And a husband's called to serve his wife. And then the beginning of verse 26 says, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So the ultimate purpose of the husband, and man, you talk about something I was clueless about. The ultimate purpose of the husband is to be a spiritual blessing and encourager to his wife, to make her holy, that God brings a husband into the life of a wife to, to help her become more like Christ, and the wife's role, vice versa. And we could get into that, too. But um, that is the area, when it comes to like being a spiritual encourager for Amy, well, put, put it this way, first 13 years of our marriage, we hardly ever prayed together. I hardly ever asked my own wife to pray with me, hardly ever even prayed for her. So it was 13 years into marriage that God had to do a major miracle and renovation in our marriage relationship, and the key ingredient that got that started was daily prayer together. You know, that's uh, really surprising to hear. You said you've been a pastor, a uh, youth pastor, all sorts of things, and you were in the church. Oh, it's not like you converted or changed and, you know, except like you were, weren't religious at all, you didn't go to church, you didn't have faith, and that you accepted the love of Jesus and then changed, but you were right. in this the whole time, and that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, we don't understand. Here's what we've lost. We've lost the biblical connection between the Great Commission and the home. So if you go to a Bible-teaching church, you've heard the Great Commission. Go and make disciples, okay, baptizing them, teaching them, all that great stuff. And we immediately think about our neighbor and missions. But in the New Testament, the Great Commission starts in your house. It starts if you're a married person with your spouse, with your brothers and sisters, with your children, if God has given them to you. And then it overflows from there. And once that clicked in for me, once all those scriptures leapt out of the page, that my responsibility and calling, like if I want to be a Great Commission Christian, a Christian who loves God, that's going to start in my house and overflow from there. Right. Oh, man. I, I think this is great. So everybody listening, just in, if you just tuned in, this is Producer Dave. I'm sitting in for Angie on the good news here, and I'm talking to Dr. Rob Reno. He wrote a book with his wife, Amy, Visionary Parenting, Capture a God-Sized Vision for Your Family. Uh, what I'm getting from this, Doc, is you're, you're building up, and you said all this education, all this dedication, all this stuff is leading to legacy. What legacy are you leaving? 
is is legacy something that you should really consider? Is it something that you encourage people to consider? And then, you know, like, I don't know exactly how to work through that. It's hard to say, oh, you know, 50 years from now, my kids will be whatever because of what I'm doing today. And so how do you kind of work through that? Well, you're putting your finger on something that I think every Christian parent's got to have, and that is they've got to have multi-generational vision. You have to understand that, that everything that you're struggling with in your home right now, all of the, the ups and downs and trials and tribulations of parenting, you're not just impacting your kids. You're impacting your unborn grandkids, your unborn great-grandkids, that all of the, the spiritual influence you have on your children is going to be passed, for good or for bad, to your grandchildren and then your great-grandchildren. And so this is, not only does it motivate us to do everything we possibly can to help our kids follow Jesus. Hey, you may not have the best grades. You may not be the best athlete. You may not have the cleanest room on the planet, whatever. You may not have all the world's measures of success, but, oh, I want you to love the Lord, and I want you to believe his word. I want you to shine for him. If we don't have that multi-generational vision, honestly, we can get incredibly discouraged uh, because parenting is so hard, and especially a lot of you listening, maybe you're the first Christian in your family um, or one of the new generation Christians in your family. There's a principle in Scripture that says we reap what we sow. And sometimes, you know, there, there's a delay between the sowing of the seed and the reaping of the fruit. So if I plant an apple seed this afternoon, you know, I don't get uh, apples later today. There's a delay between the sowing and the reaping. And sometimes there's a delay in our lives between what we sow and what we reap. So sometimes as parents, the things that we sow now are going to get reaped. The fruit of that is going to be in our grandkids' lives, going to be in our great-grandkids' lives, and we've got to have that multi-generational vision. Right. I mean, that's such an important message. I completely agree. However, my one concern is it all seems so overwhelming, and it, it seems like you know, trying to impress this on your kids every single day can kind of lean into the helicopter parenting, kind of focusing too much on the kids, kind of focusing too much on these things. Now, how, how do you kind of work through telling parents like that, you know, kind of work through the pressure of all of this that you're talking about? Yeah. Well, there, two things. One is just asking God to turn your heart to your kids. You know, if you're listening, I would just ask you, you know, do you have do you have a passion in your heart for your kid's spiritual condition? Do you have a passion in your heart that they would follow the Lord and love Him? Or are you more passionate about their kids in baseball or their grades or whatever it is? A lot of our hearts, I mean, my heart as a parent is constantly being pulled in not the best direction. So just asking God to give you a heart for the spiritual condition of your kids. And then, like, by way of action step, man, Deuteronomy 6 is the thing that, that again, God has used to transform our family and continue to. But the first action step in Deuteronomy 6, love the Lord your God with all your heart, teach them diligently to your children, talk about God's Word when you sit at home. Those words right there, down through the centuries, that's been called family worship. Like like the few minutes a family gets together for a few minutes of bumbling, stumbling prayer, a few minutes of, of reading God's Word together. And that is starting family worship trying to get a few moments of prayer, trying to get God's Word open. Sometimes it goes good, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's boring. But trying to get that, in, that habit built into our family has absolutely transformed our family relationships. 
So this is not like, okay, you need to open a seminary class in your house for your kids. This is, let's ask God to give us a heart for the spiritual condition of our children, and then let's ask the Lord to help us to start to put into place some of these biblical practices, you know, beginning uh, with this practice of family worship in the home. And in the Visionary Parenting book, we, we, we have a lot in there on, like, how to pray and read the Bible at home without killing each other. Okay. Right, um, right. You get a lot of spiritual resistance when you try this. Well, th- thank you so much. This is that we, we're right about the last minute of this interview, and thank you again for being here, Dr. Rob Reno. And uh, I love telling everybody about your book, Visionary Parenting. Can in the last couple of seconds here, can you tell us where we can get it, where we can find you, where we, what you're doing next, and everything like that, where we can keep in touch with you? Absolutely. Yeah, you can find Visionary Parenting wherever you buy your books. Uh, you can stay in touch with us a whole bunch of different ways. On our Facebook page at Visionary Family Ministries, our YouTube channel, Visionary Family Ministries, uh, and our website is Visionary Fam, that's short for family, visionaryfam.com. And that'll also tell you about the Visionary Parenting and Visionary Marriage Conferences that we do all over the country. Uh, and we may have one come into your area. And if you don't see it in your area, then uh, drop us a line and let's talk about doing one because it would be great to come to your community. Uh, strengthen families, strengthen parents, strengthen marriages for this kingdom vision we've been talking about. Well, thank you again for being here, everybody. Go get this book. It's It can change how your life is going. It could help you with your marriage, with your kids, with a lot of different pressures. Thanks again, Dr. Rob Reno. And uh, keep in touch. If you ever come into town, we'd be happy to have you here in studio. And we'll be right back with more good news. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. There is so much fun stuff to do at YMCA of the Rockies this summer, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights during Snow Mountain Ranch's 50th anniversary with their exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, there's something for everyone to celebrate during our 50th anniversary. This year, we have tons of special historical programming commemorating 50 great years with YMCA. And on July 12th and 13th, you can attend the 50th anniversary celebration barbecue. Come see our carnival, enjoy some live music, dancing, great food, and get an opportunity to engage with those people who love YMCA the most. At YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org and click the events tab to find out more. Fill your summer with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. 
Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, Angie Austin here. Welcome back. Do you know that two kids die every day in this country from drowning? Well, May, May is National Water Safety Month, and with warmer weather already upon us, some of my friends opening their pools already and the neighborhood pool opening, many people will be heading out to hit the beaches, water parks, and the pools. So joining us today to help out with some good info is YMCA of the USA's Senior Aquatic Manager, Lindsay Mondick, here to share critical information about the importance of teaching kids and adults how to be safe around water this outdoor swim season. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're welcome. All right, so May is Water Safety Month. So let's talk about, you know, parents and what we need to know to make sure that we're ready and our kids are ready, you know, for this season. Right. Well, as you mentioned, uh, drowning is a serious threat to the health and well-being of people nationwide, specifically children and minorities. Uh, and at the Y, you know, being one of the largest community-based organizations and owning more than 2,000 pools, we really feel we're in a unique position to help bridge the gap in delivery of water safety lessons and education about water safety in the United States, um, specifically in underserved communities. Um, so we have our Safety Around Water program that works with children of all ages from all backgrounds. Uh, really focused that water should be feared or should be fun, not feared, <laughs> and uh, and really teaching them those basic skills to keep them safe if they were to find themselves in water unexpectedly. So the safety around water program is it for the whole family, kids, parents? Who's it for? Yeah, well, it's really focused on those children ages 4 to 14, um, but we have many wives across the country that are also expanding that um, to work with adult populations. You know, it's never too early or too late to learn to swim or some of those basic water safety skills. Uh, and so our wives across the country definitely have um, programming to meet uh, everybody's needs to learn to swim. You know, I know it varies somewhat, but um, and I, I have to be honest with you, two things. Um, I love the Y because I grew up swimming at the Y. Um, we'd go like a family night several times a week, and then I did swim team. My kids swim year-round, and they are in a Y swim team in the summer that is fantastic. The Y runs the neighborhood pool, interestingly enough. And mm -hmm. um, so I am so indebted to you because we're like a water family. We're like, And I had to get my kids swimming. It was like one of my number one priorities to get them swimming because I was so worried about them being around water and not knowing how to swim. So when do you start swim lessons? How early? Yeah, well, at the Y, you know, you alluded to it, but we have the ability to serve all ages, right? Uh, so it's never too early or too late to learn to swim. Uh, and our programs start uh, as early as six months. Uh, wow. So, you know, we, we start teaching young children um, and parents that work with them, you know, about what 
pool, pool swimming, you know, at pools as well as the, the swim skills uh, associated with it. Um, but at the early age, one of the most important things we can teach is a child to always ask permission. So really ensuring that anytime a child even thinks about going near the water, that they ask permission of an adult or a caregiver before they, before they do that, because ultimately that simple skill or simple ask can save a life. Um, and then we have, you know, the Safety Around Water program as well as our swimming lessons. Um, and in those programs, you know, they start learning about those water safety skills uh, and, and safety topics. So if, if somebody were to fall into the water, uh, I don't jump in after them. I reach or throw an object to them. Uh, we talk about CPR and what to do if, um, if you found somebody in trouble. Um, but then we also obviously teach the swimming lesson skills. So um, front float and back float and um, two key skills in the program are jump, push, turn, and grab, uh, so teaching a child how to get themselves to the surface and, um, and reach towards safety. And then the second skill that we work on in our program is um, swim, float, swim. So teaching a child to swim a short distance on their front, roll over onto their back to rest, and then roll back on their front and continue swimming uh, until they reach safety. That is so cool. These are, these are great. Okay, you mentioned um, uh, the disparity in drowning rates. Uh, children, obviously, and you said minorities. Can you tell us more about those disparities and, you know, what we can do to fix them? Right. So uh, some recent research that was done by U the USA Swimming Foundation shared that 64% of African-American children and 45% of Hispanic children can't swim, and that's compared to 60% of their Caucasian counterparts. So in addition to um, some minority disparities, um, in addition, there's also uh, obviously financial disparities. So 79% of children and families with household income less than $50,000 have little or no swimming ability. And so as a part of this program, um, the Y is awarding more than 33,000 scholarships this year for free water safety lessons um, to children from underserved communities as a part of safety around water. Uh, in addition, many Ys across the country have financial assistance and scholarships available for our swimming lessons and safety around water program. That and so is they wonderful. Can yeah, so they, uh, if, if uh, interested, people can contact their local YMCA or to find where their local YMCA is, they can go to ymca.net slash water safety uh, and find out more about the program and swimming lessons. Love that. And Lindsay, I just have to tell you, besides the fact that we're indebted to you for the, you know, the swimming that we've all, you know, been involved with, with the Y, I don't know if you're familiar with the YMCA, the Rockies, but it's close to where yeah. I'm based. And it is yeah. our, fa it, my kids like it better than Disney World. It's like the best uh, place in the United States of America. <laughs> it, they do have great camping and, and great uh, facilities in, in the Rockies. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right. Give us the website one more time if people want more info. Yeah, ymca.net slash water safety. Slash water safety. Excellent. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, sponsored interview. I appreciate you very much. Uh, when we team up with partners like this, it really helps keep our show on the air and you as well help keep our show on the air. So thank you for supporting the good news. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.